What up, what up? We're back. We're back in the building, the progression podcast, man. We want to thank you so much for being here, for listening, for watching. And we want to thank everyone, thank everyone that's been subscribing to the YouTube channel, that's at the Apple podcast, subscribing to all that. So I'm going to, she, she said I need to memorize stuff. So, uh, you know, I just do my thing, though. So thank you all for doing that. And we want to welcome you once again to the Progression Podcast. This certain podcast was done. The first part of it, we had some more to say, but we didn't want to take you too long. So this is Collateral Damage Part 2 featuring Latasha Cash Bones, right? And so, look, I want to start off. As I always do, I start off with my scripture, 2 Corinthians. That's my favorite scripture. That's my theme scripture. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become brand new. Okay, again, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold. All things have become brand new. How are you doing today? I am well. That's very good. good. How are you? I'm great. Oh, that's good. How's your you day looking been? good? Oh, thank you. You know, <laughs> thank you. That's the Christ on me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I look good on you. Okay, you need to you. keep wearing it. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So how how's your day been so far? It's been very peaceful. I think it mm-hmm. has a lot to do with um, the weather, too. Because okay. the weather is just kind of... Not too, not sunny, just kind of, so it's just real peaceful. I heard you went on vacation. Got the candles burning. Heard you went on vacation. Yes, and it's over, and I sure hate it. Yes, now I just need another one. It was nice, it was peaceful, it was relaxing. Now it's time to get back to work. Time to get back to work. Right, let's get back to work. So, collateral damage part two. I got questions that I want to ask. And so some people might say, why are you asking those questions? What would you want to know about when you went to prison? How did your wife feel? Because I want to know. I want her to share these kind of things with people out there. It might help women or help men that their wives went to jail or significant others went to jail or went to prison that can cope with these kind of things. So we're going to jump right into it, right? So Tasha. Yes. LaTosha. See, yeah. I always call it Tasha. Yeah. Know. So I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. When your significant other went to prison, mm-hmm. what was your method for searching for solutions? Well, I guess, well, the first thing, of course, I had to try, I had to search. First, I well, let me just start off by saying, first, I just thought about what I could do. Like, my solutions just started with me and ended with me. Like, what could I do in my own power, my own strength, what, what needed to be done? Tangible. Right, and those type of things. But, of course, we all know that that only took me so far. It didn't deal with, like, it didn't help to deal with the whole situation. So I needed to, of course, um, go to God, and it was through Christ and through prayer that I was able to deal with the whole situation. But it, immediately, I just thought about, you know, me and what could I do? Like, how 
am I going to be able to make it? How am I going to uh, maintain, take care of the boys, pay the bills? It was just like things like really to just maintain the house. Right. <laughs> so the thing about it, like I was talking about searching for solutions. It's like, you know, the problem is the man is gone. Mm -hmm. The man is in prison. So that takes a financial stable something out the house. And so I know we say, uh, you know, go to God, you know, pray about it, mm -hmm. you know. But sometimes it's those things that I want to know step by step. Right. You know, and they need to know step by step. Right. Like, what did you do? Because now first your mindset. Mm -hmm. how you had to just say, oh, get up and let's do it. Uh, well, it was uh, very difficult because in our situation now, you know, people had different situations. Like I know you keep saying you took a financial system out of the house, but you actually took the financial <laughs> system out of the house because at that time, you know, we had a newborn and I wasn't working. Right. Yeah. So you actually took like the only form of income that we had out of the house so of course you know i was just trying to figure out like how i'm gonna you know make it that month like you know and i started just like okay i have to go to work i have to find a job so i think you know my first things and my first thoughts and my mindset was like uh get a job because you know we had a little money saved but at the same time you know that was gonna run out really fast. Yeah, that was gonna run out really fast. That wasn't like you know how people say, Oh, you should have six months of living. Yeah, we'll get there, you know, yeah. but we weren't there right then. Right. So I knew that I wasn't gonna make it um six months. So right. I was like, Okay, let me just try to find a job. And it was very difficult because you know, you're going on these jobs and you're in Interviews. panic mode. I remember, yeah. you know, somebody not knowing my situation, like, oh, I know this job thing that you can do. And, you know, so I'm driving. I'm like, okay, give it to me. And it was one of those pyramid schemes. And I got so <laughs> mad. And the person was like a really good friend and they really but, loved me. But she was fooled too. But like <laughs> they didn't know my situation. Like my yeah. back is really, really, really up against the wall. I don't have time for your pyramid scheme. Yeah. I really didn't have the gas to drive out here to play with you <laughs> about a pyramid scheme. So I you know, they, they really yeah, couldn't like, understand why yeah, I got see, they so bring mad. somebody out. See, this man, he made Thirty thousand. No, I was first like, month. no, please yeah. don't play me right now. But you know, with that being said, it's crazy because sometimes, even in general, you don't understand what a person's situation is, mm. and you don't understand what a person's going through. And so sometimes you have to, instead of getting offended, like maybe understand that maybe I just don't understand the whole picture, the whole the picture. And I'm not saying that what's going on. The person that, you know, was trying to get me to sign up with the pyramid scheme, you know, like, oh, they should have understood. But, you know, sometimes and, and that's, you know, that ministered to me because you really don't know a person's situation. You know, uh, you don't you know, you don't know everything. And so in their defense, they really didn't. They thought I'm just trying to. They didn't know that I'm really just trying to survive. So, right. you know, sometimes I think that, yeah. Yeah, so that's a tangible thing now. Now, that's what you said. You said get up, get out, and get a job. Right. You're trying to search for employment or search for something. 
some kind of financial something to, to bring money into the house. Mm. Uh, I reflect on the Bible when uh, uh, when the lady, she had the bread and the, the oil and and uh, and uh, Elijah, mm -hmm. Elisha, he said, you know, what do you have in your house to sell? <laughs> yes. You know, and so in that story, it was like somebody, something had to happen. Mm -hmm. You had to have something that God can work with to go out and do it. And because this fool of a husband, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not really calling myself, but the fool of a husband done went <laughs> with back. The foolishness. Yeah, foolishness ideas. of the husband. Yeah. He went and did something mm -hmm. that he shouldn't have did that wasn't, you know, you know, right. And so now you're in a tight spot. You got to, you know, work in jail, as we say, mm -hmm. in the neighborhood. Now, since we see the tangible things, there's some things that can keep us from our goal that we're trying to get. And sometimes we call them distractions, right? Mm -hmm. So I got this thing we call opinions versus counsel. Mm -hmm. The opinions of somebody that has never been in your your seat, mm -hmm. they're giving you opinions on what you should do oh, yeah, or what you shouldn't have done mm -hmm. or counsel from somebody that has been there, that has done that, and that can really tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I look at it even in this world right here. Mm -hmm. Uh I kind of take a lot of counsel because I don't want too many people's opinion that has never done a podcast, never done, you know, has never, I listen, but I really take in more counsel from people that have done it. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, you, the counsel, because of course, in that situation, I had a lot of opinions coming in and, you know, we women, we, you know, you have your women friends and we all talk and can we, we all... Can we hear some of the opinions? Oh, yeah. You yeah. should leave his behind. Go get you another man <laughs> and help you pay the bills. Leave him right there in jail. He did that. You didn't do that. You ain't had nothing to do with his stupid stuff. Okay, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah that, oh, that I, right there. I didn't that want was, that one, though. No. <laughs> yeah, that was like... Uh, well, let me... Yeah. <laughs> it was your family. <laughs> Hey, you know what? No, but it wasn't your family member that said all that, but it was your family member that said, leave him. He ain't going do nothing. You might as well go about your business. But, uh, yeah, it was like, you get a lot of opinions. And people, even in their opinions, people really mean well. I, I don't think nobody came to me that really meant bad. Not bad for you, not bad for me, but Sometimes people, you know, they just really think that they they giving you like their best ideas, their best thoughts. Right. Um, then sometimes you get your best counsel, not even from people that's been in that situation, because some of the counsel you get from people that's been in similar situations is not even the best counsel. Okay. So at that point, you really have to pray and you have to. Uh, well, I had to pray and I had to think about those things that I really strongly felt like God had told me in that, you know, moment, because those were the things that helped started weeding through the opinions and help focusing on the council. And really, to be honest, I had to like close the door on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. 
not um not because it was a bad relationship like but i realized that it's certain seasons in your life that you love people but you you just can't have them in your ear at that moment okay. like the relationship is still good the relationship is still intact but i got something to do right now i'm busy i have a goal i have a focus i'm trying to get somewhere in what you're saying to me is just not really lining up with the things that's in my spirit right now. I'm going to get back to you. Mm. And it was, it was good. Cause like when pastor was talking about today, like don't throw people away like those puzzle pieces. So it was like, it was certain people that you're a part of my puzzle. You just not fitting right now. It's like, but I'm not throwing you away, but I just need to close the door for a minute. And I really did. I had to get around people that was people that really, stayed away from talking to me about the situation mm. and people who really uh, was giving me next steps. Like, this is your situation. This is what you can do. Like, tangible next steps and people that was coming to me with the pure word of God. Like, just God's word not mixed with uh, did, you know, my thoughts and my feelings of which way I want to sway you, but really people that were saying, okay, this is what you can do to pay the bills. This is what mm. you can do to uh, take care of your children. This is what mm. you can do to get around. Okay. And then I had those people in my life. And then I had those people that said, telling me exactly what God say. Like, let me just give you the word of God. Right. You know, and then of course I had my prayer time and my uh, time where I'm just talking to God and I'm listening to hear from God. And and then it do take some time. You just getting some of the noise and getting some of the opinions and even some of the counsel, like, hold on, tone it down. Let me just give God my ear. Let me cry to him and let me see what he has to say and what his word has to say. And his word Whenever you say you're hearing from God, it's going to always line up with his word. So that, you know, so I had to take what I was hearing. And if it didn't line up with his word, it wasn't from God. If it lined up with his word, then, okay, I know that this is what God is telling me to do. Because even if I go wrong, I know mm -hmm. it's in the word. Mm -hmm. I just keep going. And right. it'll, it'll happen. And nobody's opinion was malicious. So, okay. yeah. But mm -hmm. I want to, I, I, I want to name drop because I, I want to really... I want the, the meat of this thing. Okay. I want a name drop of a good counsel. And because I know you remember a good time that somebody told you, uh, you went over this person's house. I said this to this person. She said this. Can you name drop and tell me a real time? Like if you have an interview and they say, give me an example of when you had to make a decision, you know, give me a real example. Name drop that person that counseled me. Yeah, they, they, they gave you good counsel one time during that period. Hmm. Okay. Well, I have to say, I think I was leaning heavily on my aunt Cheryl. Okay. And like I say, um, she didn't talk much about the situation. We just spent a lot of time talking about the word of God. Um, and I, I lean heavily, like, of course, on my mom, my mom just through mm. everything. I lean heavily on my mom through, because mm. my mom, she, she spoke the word of God, but at the same time, she, uh, she was just this peace. 
she was just this constant, this piece that 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 piece that um, I'm just here. What do you need? I'm just here. You know, what kind of support do you need? So she was just that rock that just that I could just lean on. So it was mostly, like I said, my aunt Cheryl, uh, my mom. I know my aunt Mose is like, I don't know if that was the season that I, you know, spoke to her a lot and, you know, like build a relationship. But I know it was some point in my life that, uh, I started building a relationship, a strong relationship with my Aunt Mose, who really proved to be a very, very, very strong rock in my life. Mm -hmm. And of course, my grandmother, you know, yeah. so it was like, and it was like, really, so it was like my family that was strong in the faith that was, you know, the, you my go-to. And it's a crazy thing that you say that because me, you know how they say in the Bible, it says train up a child in the way that it should they should go in their words. One second. You okay. know what? I who I forgot. Who? I forgot your your aunt Lulu okay. and James. Okay. They were very strong because and they, they were, were they really, weren't the ones so you leave me? No, they oh, were okay. not. No, they okay. were not. And <laughs> and I forgot it was at that time that I was just kind of like watching them and they were like, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, God is, God have you. So I did get a lot of strength from their words of encouragement. You know, your uncle James, he was right there, you know, going through the motions with us, you know, with you and going to court and, you know, they was, and they, I watched them just continue to go to church, you know, and they were, um, Tithers, you know, and of course, so they were, you know, encouraging me. Hey, no matter how bad it is or what you're going through, don't talk to him. No, don't talk to him. Oh, okay, but anyway, hold on. And and put them on speakerphone. Her just a tie or whatever. Put on speakerphone. Hello, Dre. Hey. Yes, I'm good. Go ahead. It's part of the podcast. Talking to us. Okay. You want me to meet uh, Travis at the gas station by Grace? Okay. All right. Yeah, See, gotta no, we're up. keeping it real, you know. Yeah, what I'm that's saying? real, real. To, so you know, in a few minutes, yeah. I gotta go pick up my son from school. But yes, and I remember because it was James and Lulu that really encouraged me to stay faithful in church. Right. So yes, they were very present and hands-on uh, through that situation. And, and so, like, I, I say, you know, when you say, you know, like, that was good counsel, right? So, you living your life, I'm living my life. We're two separate people, but God is doing a thing your way, and he's doing a thing my way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, the decisions that I'm making are, you know, not right. They're just not right. They're not I'm not honoring God, and I didn't have a real godly life. I wasn't living a real spiritual life. But, like, I, I wanted to pause and say this, you know, uh, for the O'Brien family that lost uh, Miss Ella O'Brien, Miss Ella O'Brien was my first sign of someone when I was, like, 10 years old, was one of my first signs of someone that was 24-7, Right, living for God, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't think of that. Like we used to say, "Oh, she do that at church and at home all mm -hmm. day." You know, it was like, 
wow, we don't we didn't know nobody that really lived like that, you know. Right. And so a pastor did probably live like that, but we just seen him, you know, on the basketball court with us, you know. But she she passed away. We was at our funeral yesterday, and it was good catching up with everybody. And so that I say that because that was my first sign of someone that was living for Christ all day, every day, mm -hmm. right? That was raw at all times. She was ready and willing to spread the gospel whenever and wherever, everywhere, mm -hmm. you know? And so to come full circle now, that kind of stuff I see in my life now, I say, okay, I'm living that life that she put in us at 10 years old. Yeah. And so I make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. We all, you know, mess up. Right. But I am living that life now. And so you, God was working on you in a different way. Now, you had to go through your potholes and pitfalls right. that you had to go through. And this is just another uh, Mack truck that hit you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so good counsel right. versus opinions. I don't want you to name drop an opinion, right. you know, but you did say a, a suggestion that somebody gave you. And <laughs> after the podcast, you're going to tell me who it was. So, yeah, you probably, I probably named you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And no, even no. if you did, I understand because sometimes people, people, you know, they, they say, man, that boy ain't worth nothing because I was tripping. Right. You know, so. They see the surface. They don't see what God wants you to be. And you can throw away somebody. It's somebody right now that's listening that thinks they are throwaway, that thinks that no one cares. It's someone that cares about you. Mm -hmm. And that's your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. God is always watching. He's omnipresent. He's where you are and where you want to be. He's in your heart and in the heart of everybody. You just need to activate him, right? And so in this sense, I was talking about opinions. Now, I had opinions too. Mm -hmm. And I had good counsel too. Mm -hmm. And my counsel was talking more about get out there and take care of business. Mm -hmm. What your opinions were saying? My opinions, it really wasn't too many. It was just some <laughs> stupid opinions. It wasn't... You know what? I didn't have too many opinions because uh, I had more opinions about fighting case, fighting the oh, case. Okay. Oh, you should fight the case, man. When I know I'm caught red-handed, mm -hmm. you know, they call them jailhouse lawyers, you know, telling me mm -hmm. what to do. And I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm going to plead guilty to all counts and go and do my time, you know. Mm -hmm. And even on the first time, the second time with the prison, and I felt so crazy the second time because it was like a dog that got hit out in the street by a car, and then he just waited for a car to come, and then he ran out at the same time and got hit again. That's how I felt. Mm -hmm. The second time, I say, why would I do that? And I know the iron is hot, but I still touch it, right? Mm -hmm. And so... A lot of the greed that I had back then, and I didn't think it was greed. I just felt like, you know, I need to take care of my family. I need to do this. But really, it was all me. You know what I'm saying? It was my vanity, my ego, and what I felt like I deserved. You know? Cause some of, yeah, and it was selfish, too, because some of yeah. it wasn't even just about taking care of your family. Some of it was just about this is just what I want to do because 
No, uh, I'll say, take I say twenty percent of it was my family. Eighty. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm being honest. Right. Eighty percent of it was I'm trying to shine. Man, I want some money so I can be looking good. I can wear jewelry. I can. That's that's what it was about. And ego, ego, and entitlement kills us right. because I felt like I was owed something, and since it wasn't coming to me, I'm gonna take it. That's just how I felt. Instead of educating myself on how to do certain things, how to get money legally, I just was like, you know what? I'd rather take it from this dude. Or oh, even being patient. Right. And, you know, it's like, you know, and how we know that patience is a virtue. And sometimes people hear the word patience and it's, it's like real common, like, oh, yeah, be patient. But it really requires skill mm. and it requires God to truly be patient, to be a patient person. And patience um, is really, once you get that, you really have one of the keys to life. And I mean, not only with that, like the world is really moving in a direction that's not patient, you know, because people talk about the microwave and how much cooking people do in the microwave. Mm. And, and now even with spending, how much money people spend on credit, you know, credit cards. I was thinking about the other day about layaways, like nobody waits anymore. Yeah, like you're that. not going to wait on a layaway right <laughs> now. You know? right? Yeah, you're not waiting on your layaway at Wieners anymore. So it's like I got a credit card. I'm going to get it right now. And yeah. so it really, um, it really takes God and it really takes a mindset to scale back and say, you know what, I'm going to be a patient person, right. even though this is not coming to me right now, I'm going to wait on it and I'm going to trust God's timing, you know? So what is that now to trust, you know, God's timing? And, um, a lot of people, you know, really don't do that. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's a hard thing to do because we do have, you know, these things that we want to, um, the image or what we want, you know, cause now, you know, a lot of times we are living by and driven by our wants mm -hmm. and not by our needs. And like, I was listening to that song on yesterday when they said, I have everything I need. And when you really think about it, how satisfied are you? with the things that you need that God has already blessed you with, as opposed to you being dissatisfied or unsatisfied based on what you want. Right. And are you living in that um, dissatisfaction of what not having what, everything that you want? Or are you living in that satisfaction of having everything that of knowing that you have everything that you need? Right. And so I think that when we can readjust that too, that would help us from making decisions and moves that are out of the will of God. Yeah, so that's a lesson toward me. And me. Yeah, so listen, what I'm saying is, what I want to tell you is that we're going to be doing a part three of this. You know, we're going to break it up into some more things. So we're going to keep it around 30 minutes-ish. And so you're gonna, we're going to invite her back. You know, she's going to be on the show uh, many times. And we're... We got a surprise. I don't want to put it out there for another podcast. So, you know, it's going to be something that's real cool. So, Tasha. Yes. I want to know your last thoughts. And I'm going to ask you your last thoughts because this new thing, little segment I do on every one of my things now mm -hmm. on my podcast. So, what do you tell the young lady that husband just got sentenced that's going to prison? What do you tell her now? The ones that's on it, 
and they were on it, but the man just made a bad decision, mm -hmm. and now she's in a position you were in. What do you tell her right now what to do right now? Well, right now I would say um, pray, and I know it sounds cliche, but it's really not. Right. Like when you really pray uh, and call on the name of Jesus and say, Lord, in every step, show me, show me your will, show me your way, show me the direction. Um, and the a tangible thing is really like, who am I going to spend my time talking to? Mm. Um, I had a lot of friends and I still have a lot of friends. I have a lot of old friends, a lot of new friends. But in that season, in this season, who do you want speaking to you? Because as adults, we can say I'm my own person. I do my own thing. But these are gates. Mm. And so you have to protect your gates. Like what is coming in my ear right now? Is this the direction that I want to go? Um, it's not even, and I would not even focus on my husband, or his situation. I would really focus on Lord. What is your will for me? What do you, would you have me to do? What direction? How would you have me to uh, act? You know, I would pray for him, but I would focus on self. And we, we will talk about that, like allowing God to take your focus off of uh, him and off of what he did in his crime and actually focus on yourself and those things that you can do and those steps that you can take to be a better uh, person within. But I, I would say basically check and be very aware of, who I'm talking to on a regular. And you know that when you said prayer, pray, and it does sound cliche, but you know when they say, he may not come when you're on him, but he's right on time, right? Yeah. Man, that's a pre-prayer that you play, pray for, and you don't know down the line, God might say, this is the time that I'm going to bless you with what you prayed for seven months ago. You know what I'm saying? It's right. these pre-things that you do now. God is everywhere that you need him. Mm -hmm. You pray for a job, he's at that job. Mm -hmm. You pray for a car, he's at the dealership. Right. He's omnipresent. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to connect with right. God spiritually right. and tangibly. Right? right? Mm -hmm. So man, what I want y'all to do is leave your comments, man. We need the comments. Please leave your comments, man. I, I thank uh, uh, I thank Miss Scorpio for her comments on the YouTube, man. Thank you. Uh, we and this is real love. Yes, so, not yeah. only your questions. I mean, your comments, your questions. You know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we are uh, overcome by our testimony. Mm. So it's like it's nothing. If we feel like our testimony or telling our truth will be a blessing to somebody's life. We don't mind sharing that. Right. Um, so, I mean, even if there's some questions, uh, we are more than willing, if, if it's possible, if you want to leave a question, we, yeah. we can answer that, you know, the best that we can with what we know that God has, you know, done for us and done in our lives. And like Andre was saying about the prayer, it, I we know, and, it, you know, it sounds cliche to say pray, but we will talk about that because when I was praying, I had no idea what God was doing with Andre right. and, but he was answering my prayers. And so we may not see it. It may not feel tangible at the time, but prayer is powerful and prayer works. 
and it's going to always come through. It's going to always result in an answer. Prayer does not ever go unanswered. And we may not see it at the time, but it will manifest. And God is listening and he is answering prayer. So, I mean, I just, I cannot emphasize it enough. And one thing, uh, there's no such thing as a perfect prayer because that was sometimes that I would just say Jesus. Mm. And Jesus is a whole prayer. So sometimes in those times when you just don't know your next move, you don't know what to think, you don't know what to do, just call on his name. And that's a prayer in itself. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving us your time. Uh, thank you for the support. We know that this podcast, if nobody watches, it, it's nothing. So I just want to thank those people who have already started tuning in and watching um, my husband's podcast. And as we, you know, get those things off the ground, we are discussing some new things that we're trying to do, but we cannot do anything without the support of others. Yes. So and, thank you. Yeah. So I want to thank y'all because uh, we've gained so many subscribers on YouTube. Uh, over the weeks and stuff like that. We want you to visit YouTube, uh, the Progression Podcast. And for those who do want to send in uh, messages and ask questions, uh, cruise on over to josiashouseministries.com and leave a message and, and talk to us over there because, man, you'll see what we're doing. We're trying to uh, get the recidivism rate down to zero. We're trying to uh, educate, liberate. Well, we're trying to liberate educate and elevate just like we were see like i tell everybody we was liberated from i was liberated from the streets i was educated in a penitentiary system and when i gave my life to jesus christ i was elevated and just like latasha is the same way she was liberated from a lot of things how she was traditionally raised then she was educated in that stuff that I put her in and then she was elevated when Jesus Christ put her up out of that you know so I, I put that you know those three things a lot with a lot of things I do but I want to say thank you thank, thank you. you thank you thank you all and thank God can we leave with a prayer uh, yes okay let's do a prayer okay you want me to Oh, I can do it oh, okay. or you can you do it. Can Father God, we thank you. We thank you today. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for giving us another chance. Yes. Father God, we know it could have went another way. We ask yes. that you forgive us for everything that we've done that is not pleasing to you. Father, we ask that you just watch our children, watch everybody within our cipher, our family, Father God, our friends, Father God. We ask that you just do what you do, lead us and guide us in the way that you should have us to go, Father God. Make our marriage more stronger, Father God. Let us reach you and hide us behind the cross, Father God. Let them see you and not us. In Jesus' name we pray. And like I say, don't let your yesterday kill your tomorrow. Yes, bye-bye.